Did you know that creating an online income or adding a new revenue stream to your business has never been easier? Have you ever considered taking your knowledge, skills, and expertise and converting it into a course that you can sell online? Introducing Learn Worlds. Learn Worlds makes it easy to create, host, and sell beautiful online courses that have an impact. With Learn Worlds' intuitive platform and a wealth of resources to educate yourself, you're only a few steps away from building a thriving online business in this booming economy. Go to trylearnworlds.com free to start your free 30-day trial. Hey guys, welcome back to Heal, Survive, and Thrive. So excited that you're here. We are going to get into toxic people today. I love this topic because whether you're reading blog articles, watching the videos, listening to different podcasts, there's always going to be the same kind of traits that people are always talking about, especially if someone's talking about narcissism, you know, the number one trait, lack of empathy. Okay, cool. But how does that really show up in a relationship? What does that look like, lack of empathy? What does that really mean? And most people don't really understand this stuff because they don't go out into the world looking for red flags until, of course, you come across someone who is really toxic and unhealthy and someone who has disappointed you, betrayed you, hurt you in some way where now, you know, your high beams are on and you're ready to just like spot out these type of people, which isn't a healthy way to live. So it's really about educating yourself, but it's also about the relationship that you have with yourself. And we will get into all of that in this week's podcast. Before we do get into the podcast, let me just mention one thing that I do get asked all the time. Yes, I have coaching options. So I have private coaching. If you are looking to work one-on-one with me exclusively for a month, You will have coaching sessions with me from week to week. You will have homework assignments as well. And I love the homework assignments because really it's tailored to what you're looking to get out of coaching. What is the goal of you working with me? What are the key things that you're trying to not only heal, but also reprogram and rebuild within yourself and achieve for yourself? That is the number one thing that I'm always working with my clients on is what are you looking to get out of this because the end goal is essential. It can be something as simple as just wanting to feel better and really heal and get some clarity on a situation that you've gone through. That is crucial, but it's also about what's next. After we are done healing, how can we really start to like live the best life possible and what does that look like on your terms? With private coaching, you also get access to my nine-week online course. And I always tell people this is really great stuff. A lot of it is going to be learning about your emotional wounds and your emotional triggers. And this stuff is essential. And most people don't even realize how essential this actually is because this really dictates who you are in life, how you carry yourself is based on what you've been through, your past. That's the stuff that we're always carrying around with us and carrying into our future. And that is the stuff that is interrupting us from being able to create the life that we really want. And of course, attract really great relationships. So if you have had a past that was probably difficult and most people have, no one's really had a smooth ride, then you wanna learn how your past is actually influencing not only who you are today, but your future as well. So if you're interested, I always link everything down below and I will link as well my individual sessions if you were just looking for a one-off session with me. Now let's get into this week's episode. So I love talking about toxic people because let's be frank, we don't learn this stuff growing up and I say this time and time again and you have to learn really how to be able to spot this type of person and I know 
when I was growing up, I didn't learn about what it was to be a toxic person, what it meant to be unhealthy. My definition, probably like yours, was something very, very vague. You know, make sure a man doesn't put his hands on you. Make sure someone's not a raging alcoholic or doing drugs. And that was really the extent of it. Like no one ever really showed us or taught us what it meant to just be a crappy person. <laughs> what did it mean to actually be a person that wasn't good for me? That was something that was not taught and it is not taught because you know, years ago, it wasn't something that was taught to our parents. And so they couldn't necessarily teach it to us. So let's get into toxic people, because let's be honest, they're everywhere. They're at work. They're in, you know, they're on Tinder, they're on Bumble, they're at family functions, they're at parties, they're at concerts, they're, you know, your best friend's buddy, it's that guy right there. So we want to learn what does it really mean to be this type of a person? And how can we spot them really, really clearly? Because red flags are supposed to be a red flag. It's supposed to be a blatant, obvious, hello, don't come near me. I am not good for you. Slap on the forehead. And I mean, let's just be honest. Sometimes we don't even see those red flags. But also, if we can't even see the blatant ones, we're definitely not going to be able to see the more subtle things that people will do or say where they are exposing themselves, which again are signs of, hey, don't come near me. I'm not good for you. What I always tell people is one of the number one things that I always go off of and I really learned this from a past relationship that I had was every time I left this person, I felt not good. Now, that doesn't mean that I felt downright horrible. There were obviously times that were like good times because this person was in my in my life for a lot of years. So either there was something that was keeping me hanging on or quite frankly, my expectations and standards were probably so low. Again, probably a combo of both. But... It was really towards the end, I really looked at, wow, how do I feel when I am around this person? Like, do I feel good about myself, number one? Do, am I proud to have them in my life? Meaning if I met them today, would I, would this person be in my life? And that was probably like the biggest, like, no, they wouldn't. So if I met them today and I wouldn't choose to hang out with them today, why are they in my life right now? Then it was probably a matter of, me feeling guilt for removing someone out of my life or saying, hey, you know what? I think this relationship has kind of taken its course now. So it was usually the guilt factor that I had, thinking that I had to have this person in my life because they were whatever, a family member, a longtime friend, a partner I had been with for however many years. So it was really the story that was keeping me stuck. And quite frankly, I didn't really have anyone else in my life that was this person, meaning... If I spent majority of my time with this person, I didn't have anyone else to spend time with or I didn't have anyone else that could kind of take this person's place, so to speak. And I feel like when you don't have a big enough circle or support system, you're going to keep the toxic and crappy people around you because that's all you have. So when you start to, number one, of course, learn how to take care of yourself and what that actually means and being okay with being alone and being okay with letting relationships go from your life that are not good for you, let's start with that. But also when you have a big enough circle, then you can really start to say, okay, you're actually really not good for me and I choose not to spend time with you. I'd rather go spend time with you know, Jennifer or whatever that looks like. So for me, and I'm not saying go out there and have like a ton of friends because I am a quality, not quantity person, but 
I didn't have, I mean, you can't just have one person in your life that is everything to you because when you do that, whether it is a family member, a relationship, or a friendship, you are doomed for failure because you're always going to keep the person around because that person is your everything and they're not even qualified to be that person in your life. You are the only one that can be that person. But even like I always say, you know, 80-20 rule. You're not going to always be able to do it. You're going to need a best friend. You're going to want a relationship. You're going to want a great family member that, you know, hopefully can be a great support system for you. But when that person that you would like to hold that role in your life isn't capable, isn't qualified, shouldn't be that person, you're giving them too much responsibility, you're projecting what you want to see and they're not capable, how well are you capable of readjusting your sale and saying you're not qualified? Or I'm projecting and you're not that type of person and I have to accept you for what you can provide. And if I can't accept you, then maybe you shouldn't be in my life. Or are you just too toxic, quite frankly, and you shouldn't even be in my life at all? So really understanding what all that means. When we think about someone who is really toxic and not good for us, what we're trying to do is think about, number one, how do we feel when we're around this person? Really huge thing because we do have standards and we do have boundaries and we do want to feel good after we're with this person. And I think people get confused when they look at a relationship in their life, no matter what it is. Um, Usually it's a close relationship and you know, nine times out of 10, not everything about this person is horrific. Even the most toxic person, I'm sure there are times where you're laughing and having a great time. So that, I mean, that is going to happen. And I think people project or, you know, just really focus on those little positives rather than saying, okay, the negatives are actually start starting to outweigh the positives. And that's where relationships really start to change in the sense that you're changing. Your requirements are becoming more, your standards are increasing, or perhaps the other person has changed. Whatever the case may be, you now want more and this person just may not be capable of giving you more. So when we talk about emotional abuse and, you know, a big part of my practice is learning, is teaching you guys what does emotional abuse look like and not just, okay, this is what manipulation is, but really how do you spot it in your day-to-day life? How do you spot when someone constantly is being passive aggressive, projecting, you know, manipulating, giving you the silent treatment? I know for me for years when someone did any one of those things, honestly, I had no idea what they were doing. Yes, I knew the person was going silent and wasn't talking to me for three days, but I didn't really understand what that meant. I didn't understand why they were doing it. All I knew was it was making me feel so uncomfortable to the point where I was hounding this person to talk to me because it made me uncomfortable that there was an awkwardness that was going on between us. And while part of that is a good thing and is healthy, the other part was the codependency coming through of not being okay with someone not being okay with me. That is why learning about these tactics is really important. And the good thing is, is that most people will only use about two to three tactics. They only use the same thing over and over again. I always say that's their drink of choice. That's what they like to do. They like to be passive aggressive. That's how they like to punish you. So it's really a matter of of learning people and understanding, okay, what do you constantly do that makes me feel uncomfortable? 
or what do you constantly do that kind of stirs up the pot? Are you a person that like loves drama? You just love to pick a fight. Um, are you a person that withholds, you know, withhold, especially in relationships, if you're trying to pinpoint whether someone that you're dating perhaps or a new friend is drama, is toxic, is unhealthy, you know, do they withhold? Do they give the silent treatment? Are they passive aggressive? Are they, do they like to play the victim role? So whenever, you know, you bring something up um, to their attention that they're doing that's maybe bothering you, you're kind of verbally communicating your standards, right? Which is basically initiating those boundaries. Are they, do they love to play the victim? Do they love to deflect? I always say most people really, really love to deflect because their ego can't hear what it is that you're actually telling them. So in order for them, in order for the ego to feel okay, it has to deflect and then it has to put it actually back on you, not own their role or their part in this situation, which then causes them to never actually change. If you're talking about romantic relationships, are they a person that loves to love bomb? And if you're coming from really insecurity, you know, a daddy issue, a mommy issue, needing to be in a relationship, craving like, oh my God, I'm at the certain age and I really want to have kids or I really want to get married or whatever that looks like for you. You are going to love love bombing because it is going to be the Cinderella story of like, oh my God, this is how we met and this is all the things that he did for me or all the things that she did for me. And this person in love bombing is going to be so eager to progress the relationship quickly which is all part of the tactic which is all part of getting you hooked now if I'm healthy then you moving 100 miles an hour first off should be completely unattractive because you have no idea who I am so how can you be telling me that I'm the love of your life how can you be having these grand gestures of you know romance and romance is different than eagerness Romance is the subtle things. Romance is even the over the top things can happen. I'm not saying, you know, the guy releasing the doves at sunset and, you know, writing you this 10 page poem is not something that could possibly be genuine, but you want to know, or you want to kind of see number one, when they do this, do they follow up with asking for something? To me, now in hindsight, looking back, that was always something that happened in a previous relationship that I had. Any grand gestures of romance always then came with asking for a favor or owning up to something and asking for an apology. So it was never really authentic that this person was doing this. And it sure wasn't authentic when they were doing it in the very beginning stages of the relationship. But when you come from that insecurity and that low self-esteem, it's going to feel amazing that someone's giving you this kind of attention because you've never really received it before because you're still seeking the attention. You're still seeking the validation. All of the things that you didn't get growing up, the the things that you didn't get from mom, the things that you didn't get from dad, the way men in the past have disappointed you or the way women have disappointed you in the past. Now this person is making up for all of, you know, every man's previous betrayals or disappointments or lack of being able to give you emotionally what it is that you needed. This one person is making it up (laughs) for all those people in the past and you are just eating it up like there's no tomorrow and that's where you get caught up in toxic relationships because that cycle is not authentic. It's not going to last forever. It's not going to stay. 
And you have to also remember the abusive cycle. So when this kind of love bombing or really throwing these grand gestures out there, what happens next? Because you want to follow a cycle of a person. And that's why I said earlier, the cycle that I realized was, wow, every single time something grand or or very romantic happened, there was always something that was asked of me. Hey, I'm going to go out this weekend with, you know, somebody's and I'm going to do this or we're going to go on a golf trip. Oh, I know it's on, you know, our anniversary weekend, but, you know, I really want to go on that golf trip. There was always something that was asked. So you always want to just pay attention to people. And again, this isn't about being paranoid, but you just want to see patterns of people and see what their character actually is versus, versus you kind of projecting who you want this person to actually be. One of the biggest things with someone who's being toxic or someone who is toxic and unhealthy is really, again, like I said, the drama and the deflecting and how you feel around this person. If you feel like you are constantly the problem, if you feel like nothing you do is ever good enough, constantly, if someone is constantly criticizing, if someone is constantly not happy, if someone is constantly wanting you to change something about yourself. Now, here's the thing. Maybe this person has somewhat of a point. Maybe you do become defensive. Maybe you deflect here and there. Maybe you do shut down, whatever it looks like. Those are your wounds and that's where you are in this phase of life. But if you don't feel like anything you do is wrong, then guess what? Nothing you do is wrong. It's really all in the eyes of the beholder. So if someone's constantly coming down on you, then and you don't feel like you're doing anything wrong and you don't want to change then you're not with the right person or you're not at the point where you're ready for real growth to happen and that doesn't mean that someone who is toxic is correct in what they're saying because you don't know what the agenda is you don't know what the agenda of the other person is but what you do want to do because here's the reality we should all be learning from each other, whether someone's healthy, toxic, who cares? We're not going to label them narcissistic, whatever it looks like. Every person should be teaching you something. I don't care what it is. So in some ways, this person will teach you things and some of them will be good things and some of them will be bad things. But is what you do with those lessons and how you grow. If the finger is always pointed at you and never pointed at the other person or when the finger does get pointed at the other person that they don't like it or they always disagree as well or they're not consistent with changing, then they don't want to learn the lesson. And chances are when you're dealing with someone who's toxic, they love to point the finger at you, but they don't like to have the finger pointed back at them. Again, because remember, the ego is at the forefront. And if the ego doesn't like to hear what it is you're saying, it is going to deflect. It is going to want to put it back on you and not own their part as well. Remember, another really huge thing that you want to think about is how does this person show up in life? And I love asking questions. I love being vulnerable with people because that's where you really get to see who someone's character is, you know? And so I love to kind of really focus on other people and, and be aware of how do they treat the waitress? How do they speak of their friends? Are they judgmental? Are they constantly, again, pointing the finger at everyone else in their family, everyone else in their friend circle, and never kind of say, you know what? 
I was actually kind of being a little bit of a jerk there. Or, yeah, it really wasn't this per- entirely this person's fault because so, so on and so forth. So you really want to see where does this person how does this person's character show up in day-to-day life and it's going to be those subtle things it's going to be how do they treat the waitress it's going to be how do they respond when they're in a stressful situation how do they respond um, and talk about people that they work with really the people that are really judgmental the people that are really critical are going to be people that have a really lack of good character Now, the other thing, and I think this is really important because remember what I said in the very beginning, the first thing is how do you feel when you're around this person? When you are being vulnerable, when you are saying, you know, I'm not okay, or when you're saying, I really want to do this, no matter what the dream is, no matter what the idea is, is this person not only caring, but are they supportive? Are they a person that even if they wouldn't go that route even if they don't agree with you that they know how to stand by you and hold your hand through something that you're going through or something that you're trying to achieve no matter how many times you've tried to do something and have fallen or given up that they're still there cheering you on that they don't get frustrated when you're not doing things how you would want them to do it because they understand that this is actually your life, that this is actually your journey and this person is just a part of that journey and that they don't take offense to you wanting to seek help, seek help elsewhere or wanting to go in a completely different direction with your career or even with a girlfriend or a friendship that you want to go back to that old romantic relationship that they don't think is good for you. Are they there to just be supportive or are they constantly judgmental? Are they constantly critical? Are they constantly unsupportive of what it is that you're trying to go after? I think loyalty in really defining what that means is huge. When I talk about romantic relationships, I'm always talking about making the list of what it is that you really want and need and deserve in a relationship. And most people are going to say the same things. I want someone who's loyal. I want someone who's caring. I want someone who's supportive. But what does that mean to you? What does that look like? When you say the word, I want someone who's loyal, what does that mean? That they just don't go out and cheat? What does it really mean? Define loyalty in all relationships because here's the truth is that there's no difference between the romantic relationship versus the friendship. The only difference is what? Sex. The only difference is is that you are intimate with your romantic partner. But at the end of the day, that romantic partner is based on a relation of mutual friendship. So defining what does it mean to be caring, supportive, interested in you, making you feel like a priority, loyal, caring, sweet, sensitive, whatever word you want to come up with, really defining what this looks like for you will really, that's where you really become clear on what it is that number one, you're looking for. And that's where you're going to get really, um, not just clear, but you'll really be able to see it when it comes in front of you. And I think when you don't have a clear definition of what it is that you're looking for, this is where you accept less than. And so this isn't about being too picky or looking for perfection, but this is about knowing who you are and what you want and not settling and knowing that it exists. So understanding how you want to be treated, how should you feel when you leave this person? 
even if you do have a disagreement, it's going to happen. Even if you do have a fight, it's going to happen. How do you still feel? Is it like a knockout match where now it's three days and we're not talking and when I try to bring something up to you, you shut down or when I try to be authentic and vulnerable and show you, you know what I mean? Like my insides, like what's going on in my head, like really who I am. Do you judge me? Do you shame me? Like, how do you make me feel when I'm around you? Do you value who I am? Do you want me to be more like myself? Or are you trying to always push me down and suppress me and making me go into a box and fit into this box of what you think I should be and what is acceptable versus letting me bloom and live my life and you just sit by me while I live it? That's unconditional love. That's true friendship, relationship, that's the healthy stuff right there. You know, toxic people have a knack for making you feel less than, making you not feel good about yourself, draining your energy completely. Um, and I think a big, again, a big part comes down to, are you in tune with what you want, what you expect out of relationships? That way you can clearly define yes and no. Yes, you're good for me. Yes, you're not good for me. And are you really struggling with codependency? Are you really struggling with that kind of story and that tape that's in the back of your mind that says, I've known you for 20 years, you should be in my life. We've been in a romantic relationship for five years and I don't want to be single again. I don't want to start over. And so let me just keep pushing through and pushing through because whatever is bothering you now is going to stay there year 30 of your marriage or it's going to stay in your day-to-day -day life because the person that you're friends with has no idea what you're feeling and you're going to become angry or resentful or moody or not wanting to spend time with them quite frankly and you'll ignore them. And then the relationship starts to dissolve in such a negative and unnecessary way when you could have just been honest with a person about what you need and maybe this person isn't capable of giving it to you and that maybe you guys shouldn't be friends or really changing what the dynamic of the relationship should look like. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this week's podcast. If you did, don't forget to follow and check out next week's. I have had such a good time doing this with you guys. Um, I love talking about this stuff because, I mean, hell, this is the stuff that we need to learn. And this is the stuff that's going to determine the types of relationships that we have in our lives. And it's not always just about textbook learning what manipulation looks like, but it is also about you understanding who are you, what do you want, and the types of relationships that you deserve in your life. So again, I hope you guys have enjoyed and I'll see you next week. Hey guys, so before we sign off, don't forget also that we are doing a membership program. So if you guys are interested in doing really, really affordable coaching with me, don't forget to check out our community membership. I will link it down below. If you guys are interested, it's a monthly subscription and you get a ton of information, videos, podcasts, reading PDFs. I'm talking long PDFs. So if you guys are interested, link down below and start today.